Today, we're talking about wholesale, how the game has changed and why it's more important than ever to diversify your wholesale channels. We're going to talk about where you're showing up and how you're showing up. Let's chat. Welcome to the Buyer Side Chat Podcast, where I take you inside the mindset of a buyer to help you scale your product business profitably. You guys, I have been bursting at the seams <laughs> to reveal the new brand vibe and the podcast name with you. I am back for season three, and I'm so excited to just really step into this brand and this new season with more intention and really just have it feel more like me at my core. Now, I'm going to share this kind of behind the scenes here with you, but really the the main reason for this rebrand is that honestly, it just didn't really feel like me before. I think because I wanted to talk about like more serious topics like, you know, profit and strategy and all these like foundational things. When I was coming up with the color palette, and yes, I came up with it myself. So that may be the first problem because I'm not a designer. <laughs> but when I was coming up with that, I felt like it needed to be a little bit more serious. And it just never really match with my personality. It felt kind of inauthentic to be honest. So when I was creating content or showing up, I just didn't really feel like it was me. And so I don't know when I was kind of revisiting over the summer, like what I wanted this business to look like, this podcast to look like. The first thing that came to mind is just like the aesthetic and the visual. And I'm so tied to that. Like I get so lit up by color and pattern and print and all the things. And so I was like, you know what? First things first, I need to refresh. And then I really thought about the podcast itself. And I was like, I actually feel like the podcast name doesn't even feel like me either. So honestly, I didn't even honestly realize this at the time. But when I did that Q4 pop-up podcast last year in Q4 2022, um, I didn't realize it at the time. But I feel like there was some confusion or could be some confusion with the name, the Product to Profit podcast and the Product to Profit coach. There's another podcaster, another educator in the product world that has been doing incredible work for years. And nothing was ever like said or brought to, uh, to my attention or anything, but I just felt like, hmm... As I'm growing and as I'm working with more and more clients, I could I can really see the potential here. And I want there to be no crossover. There was literally no drama. I just wanted to be respectful of her business. And as I'm being more intentional going forward, I just wanted to make the shift now. So when it came to the end of season two, I was like, this is the perfect time. I'm going to change the name. Like it just came to me and I was like, this is it. I've actually been like dying to change the name immediately, but I've held myself back and I waited to do it properly at this like new fresh start of the season. So overall, the podcast itself isn't going to really change much. The difference that I think you're going to feel is that my episodes are going to be a little bit more to the point in the beginning where I'm like more quickly diving in and I'm getting to that buyer's perspective. I know you're all busy and 
So I feel like those intros need to just like get to the point a little bit more quickly. So I'm testing that out and really like giving you that buyer's perspective from the beginning. So if you're new here and you're wondering who I am, then definitely check out the little mini trailer episode. But otherwise, I'm just going to like get to the point at the beginning of the episodes, which I'm excited about. But generally, the topics are going to be the same in terms of scaling your business and strategy. But like I said, I'm going to get a little bit more focused on that buyer's perspective. I'm going to try and bring in more buyers as guest experts, guest episodes. Um, I'm going to give you more of like that buyer's perspective to help you grow on the wholesale side. And the reason for this, honestly, is because first of all, it's what I know. It's what I am. (laughs) So it's like super natural for me to talk about that. It doesn't make sense for me to give you like all of this marketing advice or all of this e-commerce advice. I will tell you what I have learned from my business because I have done it the hard way. I have brought experts in myself and I've learned so much. So I will share all of my knowledge with you. But what I'm really good at, my zone of genius, what like I have spent years in my career cultivating is my ability to edit product, bring profitable assortments together. I've worked with so many other brands to help them you know, be more strategic with their own businesses. So that's what I'm bringing here into this podcast. And it's really what you've been asking me for. So why not just give you what you want, right? You've been in my DMs. I listen to every DM and voice memo, every client feedback that I've gotten. I am literally just pouring that into this podcast. So I'm so excited for this. The buyer side chat feels so fun and fresh. And I just like cannot wait to see where this goes. So speaking of getting to the point, I'm going to just dive right in to this first episode. So today we're talking about diversifying your wholesale business intentionally, not just throwing your line up and saying, okay, I'm in multiple places. Here's my catalog. I have it on all the channels that I need to be in. Let's see what happens. It's about being really intentional about where you are showing up and really setting your brand up for success and growth on the wholesale side. At this point in time, you really just cannot be in one place and expect to see your brand scale. So by diversifying your wholesale channels, you're going to reach new audiences and you're reducing your dependence on one channel. Now, if you're just starting out, you definitely want to be intentional about each step that you take so that you can put in you know, the effort to really properly set your brand up and you can start to see some success before you layer on the next phase. So this is more of a roadmap for you, if you will, of like where I feel like the most successful brands are showing up right now in 2023 on wholesale and how they're kind of balancing the different, um, different channels. So let's get into it. So the first one is your own website, having a wholesale option on your own website and really building your own wholesale audience from the get-go. This is where you should start. If you are not wholesaling yet, start with this. Don't dive into fair. Start with your own wholesale website. If you have this, give this a little bit of TLC. If you haven't really been paying attention to it and do some marketing Why am I talking about this? Because you own it. You can cultivate your own wholesale relationships through your own platform. No commissions, just straight relationship building. I think that it's so important to really work out the kinks and figure out, you know, what your 
all the nuances, what your ideal minimums are, your packaging, but also what your retailers are looking for. So as you're crafting your lines and building out your assortment, you're being really strategic and doing it in a way that aligns with what those buyers that you've built relationships with are literally asking you for. So if you're on Shopify Plus, you already have access to the wholesale channel. You probably more than likely upgraded to Shopify Plus so you could get that. (laughs) So you have access to that. If you're not sure what I'm talking about, Basically, Shopify Plus has a wholesale channel built in where it's essentially a extension, I should say. It's a separate storefront of your online store. So your inventory is all um, you know, tied into the two, but you have your D2C website that everybody can access. And then there's a private portal where that buyer would need to have login credentials and they'd be able to log in and then get your discount and see all your terms and hit your minimums and all of those things. So what's cool about this is that it's all synced together. All your inventory is in one place. Your reports all show you both channels and it's treated like two separate channels. So if you are not on Shopify Plus, definitely consider getting an app or a different um, plugin into your Shopify store so that you can have a separate wholesale channel. I do not recommend giving a discount code to your buyers because that will not give you a separate channel and it will lump all your analytics into one. So when you're going back and you're kind of doing all the hindsighting work and figuring out what your customers are looking for, it all then gets blended together. So for example, your average order value will be thrown off. You'll have your D2C AOV and then you'll have your wholesale, which is lower, 50% lower, even though it's more units, which actually brings me to the other the other point, which would be your UPTs. And all of those metrics are blended together. So you really want to keep them separated. If you're not at the point where you can handle having a separate plugin or app in your Shopify store, then just go the old-fashioned way and have a secured Google Sheet where they can put their information in and email it back to you and you can you know, go that way with your catalog. But regardless, I think it's really important to have that foundational understanding of your wholesale business and you can own a way to take orders from your buyers without having to rely on another platform or channel driving traffic to you. So that's kind of first and foremost. If you are just starting out, do that. If you already are doing wholesale and maybe you're on some of these pl- these platforms already and you haven't done your own site, that's something to kind of add in as your next step and really cultivate those direct relationships with buyers. The next point here, the next channel that I think you need to be focusing on in 2023 are trade shows. So if you've been following me for a while now, you know that I still really firmly believe in the importance of trade shows. However... With that said, the trade show game has changed. They're still really important as you're scaling your business, but they are very different than they used to be like five years ago. So I've talked about this on the podcast and I did a workshop this year on trade shows because I just think that they are super, super important. And here's why. You're reaching an entirely new level of buyers whenever you do a trade show. There's different types of trade shows out there, different scales, but you are reaching a different level of buyers. You're still going to get those small to mid-size retailers coming to the trade shows, more like mid-size retailers, I would say. You're going to still get them coming to the shows and 
chatting with you, but you're also going to get those big box retailers coming. This is where you're connecting in person and you're really building relationships. Um, I think it's really important to understand the types of buyers that are coming to shows versus are showing up directly on your website or the marketplaces, which I'll get to in a second. But you want to think about what buyers are coming to you and where they're showing up so that you can kind of meet them where they're at. But the importance of trade shows is you want to view it like on one hand, it's a sales channel because you're trying to connect with these buyers and get them to place orders, but they're probably not going to place orders directly on the spot. So it's important that you're capturing their information and you're kind of viewing a trade show like a marketing expense that will pay off and can pay off really big for you. So when I was a buyer at Urban walking trade shows, I never once placed an order at a trade show because I didn't have the authority to do that, to be totally honest with you. Like I you know, no matter what level you're at, unless you are a VP, you're not really placing orders. You have to get VP and CEO sign off on every buy. So really I was going to trade shows. Sometimes I wouldn't even talk to brands and I'd end up placing an order six months later once it made sense. So you just want to go into it knowing that you may not make your money back right away, but you're getting your brand out there and you're kind of showing up where those buyers are are coming to look for new brands. Some buyers are definitely going to place an order on the spot with you. Some are not. So it's definitely changed and it's it's a new way, I think, of buying. But what's really, really important are these in-person experiences that people are still looking for. That is not going away. Obviously, there was a dip in 2020 with that, 2021. And even 2022, it was still kind of like easing itself back out of it. But here we are. Trade shows are super, super important. Um, so overall, what I want to say to you here is that I want you to be smart about what trade show makes sense for your brand and for your product. So like I was talking about you know, a few minutes ago, your ideal buyer is showing up at these trade shows, but maybe not necessarily going directly to your website. Or different trade shows will have different types of buyers. So you want to be really clear on what type of brand or retailer you envision your product being in. And then start to think about what types of shows those buyers are going to be attending. So that when you're showing up, you are showing up in the right place at the right time for those buyers. Just because some trade shows are trendy or cool or are getting a lot of buzz, um, like Shop Object, for example, that's like the really hot trade show right now. I think New York now is coming back and it's becoming, um, starting to become cool again, which I'm excited because I love that show. It's a huge show and it's really great. Um, I'm actually recording this episode at the beginning of August and I'm so excited in a couple of days to go to New York now and Shop Object. So, I'll have more updates on that after this episode is aired. But I'm really excited to just feel that energy because when I went in the spring, those shows were just on fire. So I'm really excited about that. However, with that said, just because those are the trade shows that I'm talking about here, that does not mean that's the right trade show for your brand. There might be one that's more niche down and more specific to the type of buyer that you're looking for. So 
before you dive into this trade show world, you want to be really crystal clear on where your buyers are showing up and what makes sense for your brand and if you're ready for it because it's a really big investment and a big undertaking as most of you that are listening to this know. So you want to make sure that you're setting yourself up for success going into the trade shows. So the first point, like I said, is your website and driving people directly to your own platform. The second one is trade shows and really still being visible out there. And that's kind of like your big step whenever you're ready to truly scale. Um, And the third one, I saved my favorite for last, which is marketplace platforms. Marketplaces have just hands down transformed the way buying for small to mid-sized retailers works. And let's be honest, we all know, like I mentioned 2020, obviously, completely changed the landscape for retail in general. But now that we've come out of the pandemic, I mean, obviously it's still here, but it's not a pandemic anymore. Things have not gone quote unquote back to normal. They've just evolved and shifted. And what for the buying world, what maintained is these digital marketplaces are just as important as they were then with the add-on of the in-person component in that relationship building. So my top three recommended marketplaces are Handshake, Bulletin, and Fair. I'm going to talk about each of them briefly in a second here. But the reason I just think that they're so important is that it's just the modern way of buying and it's those mid-sized buyers that you're targeting and smaller. But to really scale, you want to be attracting and, I, and really finding those mid-sized buyers because that's the, those are the ones that have multiple brick and mortar locations or a really successful e-commerce shop. You know, they're just there, they're at the six to multi-six figure, even seven figure businesses are buying on fair. Now a buyer that's at, we'll just say Urban Outfitters, for example, they're not going to fair. So it's really those like mid-sized buyers that you're targeting, but it's a really important component of your wholesale strategy because a lot of times the big retailers, the buyers for the big retailers are out traveling and they're going into these cute, really trendy boutiques and looking for brands and products that will be a good fit for their store. So insert like I just said right here, insert these mid-sized buyers. Those are the ones that really have the power to get your brand out there and quickly. Okay. So it's really about being present on these platforms. And I know a lot of people are resistant to them because of the commission. But if you do not do it now while they're really hot, you're going to miss out. And I know it's getting even harder and harder to get into some of these platforms. So it's it's important to do it before it gets completely saturated and they're like not taking on new brands, right? So you want to get in there and continue to, um, if, if you didn't get in right away, continue to refine your brand and figure out why you're not getting in and just keep trying because eventually you'll get in and it's really important to be in now. Okay, so let's talk about Handshake. So this is Shopify's marketplace, which I don't think as many people are as familiar with, but I do have a client, a couple clients actually that have had some success on the platform. So what's really amazing about it is that it integrates with your Shopify inventory and there's no commission. So it's like, why not be on there, right? 
So there's no commission, but there is a little bit less traffic because I think it's even new ish for buyers as well. So I don't think that this one is like a must, but I do think that as you are trying to make sure your brain is showing up in all the places, this is a good one to consider, especially if it's kind of like low maintenance for you since it's already tying into your Shopify, Shopify store. So the next one is bulletin, which I think that this one is maybe a little bit lesser known than fair, but it is really curated and edited. It's, I would say this is more for modern brands. Um, so they were acquired last year. I want to say it was in 2022. They were acquired by Emerald Holdings, which owns the trade show New York now. And I think that that was a really interesting move for the industry because what that tells me is that they understand the trade show company, right? That puts on one of the biggest trade shows out there in like the gift and stationery and home goods uh, market understands that there is a shift in the wholesale buying world and the need to rapidly shift into that digital buying space. So I think it is telling that that's really here to stay. So what I think is really interesting about Bulletin is that they're doing a lot with the in-person trade show and tying it back to the digital space. So if Bulletin looks like it's a good fit for your brand, then I think that that's worth exploring for you because it's it's definitely targeting a specific type of buyer, which is very cool. And I think that that's kind of how FAIR started and then FAIR really grew rapidly, which brings me to fair. (laughs) So, you know, I talk about fair a lot. Um, I think there's people on different sides of the fence with this platform, but I will tell you from the buyer's perspective, hands down, I go to fair first. I really use, I really use all of these platforms in different ways, but it's really where I, I go to do a lot of discovery. So the FAIR platform does an amazing job on the buyer side with allowing us to create boards where we can save down products that fit into different types of categories that we're looking for, different colors or brands that we're interested in, and we can kind of save them and go back. So there's a lot of discovery happening on there. And I think that FAIR, as they're growing, has really kind of cornered the market and people are now kind of competing with FAIR in a lot of different ways, right? So there's a lot of benefits on the buyer side. And I I will say there's a lot of really great education there for both retailers and for brands. I've been really fortunate enough to do different trainings with the FAIR team and contributing to their educational program. And I know that they are super dedicated to seeing their brand succeed. So I think that taking advantage of the resources that they have out there for you really helps you to set your brand up for success. So with all of this said, I think at the end of the day, you need to just be so strategic with your approach when you're going into these marketplaces like Bulletin and Fair because they do take that commission. Obviously, that's like the biggest hurdle to get over when you're starting out on a platform like that. So, you know, I think that when you bring in buyers and you're bringing in some direct traffic to buy from you through FAIR, that really helps you to be seen on those platforms. Um, But it's so important that you know 
who you are, you have a really clear point of view of who you are as a brand and who you're targeting, what buyers are you targeting. You have to have a really clear like plan of action because if you don't and you don't know this and you're already on these platforms and you feel like you don't know how to dig into this or you know, you're know you just like, oh my gosh, I'm just floating out here in Fairland. <laughs> I can't figure out how to grow. I've got something for you. I am so excited about this. This is like the second big thing that I've been dying to reveal to you. Okay. So I did like all this work with different brands this year and what the common theme was, what everything tied back to was success on the FAIR platform and what buyers are looking for. These two things have just been like recurring themes. So I'm so, so excited about this. Over the summer, I put together some extra content for you. I was feeling really inspired. So I recorded a private podcast feed so that you can go deeper into what buyers are specifically looking for on FAIR and how you can really figure out who that ideal buyer is so that you're not wasting your time and you're not spinning your wheels. You just get really clear on who that buyer is and you kind of get into their psyche to figure out what they're looking for so that you can give them what they're looking for within the constraints of (laughs) your own brand. But the clear steps that you can take to stand out and attract those ideal buyers unfair. So I'm really, really excited about this. The link is in the show notes for you. If you want instant access, you'll get immediate access to these episodes. And they're really good if I do say so myself. I think you're going to love them. I can't wait to hear your feedback. Now listen, I am just so happy to be reunited with you guys Truly, I missed you. I love doing this, as you're probably sick of hearing me say, but the break was needed. I needed to give myself a little rest to get inspired and just kind of have some clarity around the brand and where I want to take this coaching business forward. And also for Boku, like figuring out holiday, my own own brand. I had to get that together. But I really missed this podcast and connecting with you each week. I'm so grateful to each and every one of you Every download, every listen each week, it's truly such an honor to be a part of your life and your business and all the things in any small way. It's truly just, it lights me up. And I just want to ask you a favor. If you find this show to be valuable to you in any way, if it's fun to listen to or it's helpful or you gleaned anything from it, I would be so, so grateful if you would share this with your business besties or if you're in a group with other makers or brands, if you could post it in that group, if that's allowed, of course. Like, I would just be so grateful if you could just connect me with your friends and you know, let them just see if it's a right fit for them. Because seeing this podcast grow each week, Honestly, seeing the downloads increase just tells me that I'm on the right track and I'm delivering content that you want to hear. So if you could take a second and just share it, I'd be so grateful. Tag me at Kristen Fisher Coaching so I can repost it. But I'm just so grateful for you. So thank you in advance for the little favor. Thanks so much for spending some time with me today. If you are loving the show, I would be so beyond grateful if you would rate and review the podcast and share it with one of your biz besties to help spread the word. I hope that you absolutely crush your sales this week. I'll be back to chat with you next Monday.